Welcome to Golf Better at Edwin Watts Golf. Episode 164. Hello, everyone. My name is Tom Purcell, and thanks so much for joining us. We say it every time if you're a first-time listener or a long-time subscriber or maybe somewhere in the middle. Either way, we're glad you're with us, and today is a great day to join us if this is your first time. We have a repeat guest. It's hard to believe it's been almost two years Back to July in 2012, episode 136, when this gentleman joined us. But it's always great to have him on. He is the president and CEO of TaylorMade Adidas Golf Company. Mr. Mark King, Mark, thanks so much. It's great to have you on, man. Well, Tom, thanks for having me, and I can't believe it's actually two years. It's, yeah, I so, mean, where, where does it go? I don't know, man. It goes fast. But uh, it's great to be on with you, and, uh, you know, always the, the biggest supporter of Edwin and the golf stores and all that you guys do. So, uh, you know, let's have a great talk. One of the things we talked about last time, just touched on, was state of the game and growing the game. And I want to get into that a little bit. But first and foremost, the products you have out there right now, fantastic. Talk a little bit about that, the SLDR driver. Once again, number one driver. Put all the other ones, combine them, and you've got more tour representation. You're probably the best driver you've ever made. Well, you know something, Tom? You know, I, I'm sure consumers at some point start to wonder, you know, is, is all this just marketing or is it true? And I, I would say on a, on a yearly basis, drivers from companies and in the industry, they're incrementally better. We're, we're always pursuing a little bit better aerodynamics, a little bit better speed, a better combination of shaft flex and, and head dynamics. And, um, you know, that's what we do for a living, and we all in the equipment business do that. But SLDR represents a major shift in technology. And forever we've been pursuing as an industry moving the center of gravity down and back. And down and back made the head more stable, and, and it took side spin off the ball, and it, was a, and it was a much more consistent shot. Well, what we found is when you move the center of gravity down and forward, it takes spin off the ball. And the same ball speed with less spin actually goes significantly further. The problem is that if you move the center of gravity down and forward, you don't have any dynamic loss, so it's hard to hit the ball up in the air. So SLDR has figured out that by moving the center of gravity down and forward and adding two, three, and sometimes four degrees of loft, you can gain significant distance that we really haven't seen in a driver since 2000 with the springy face. So it's really, really a significant breakthrough. And I would also say, Tom, and all anyone that's listening out there, in the next three, four, five years, all manufacturers are going to be going towards this because it's the only way that you can add distance uh, to your game right now. Well, the movable weight technology that's been with TaylorMade since, what, 2005 or so, much, much easier now because you're not, mo you're not having to take weights out. It's much easier. Yeah, it's so much easier. And we've learned so much about adjustability and how to move the weight and where. Uh, yeah, and, you know, but that's progress. That's the society we live in today. It's all about finding new ways to, to, to improve. And, and that's really what our industry is about. And, and for anyone out there, that doesn't believe that there's a lot of technology improvement left, they're, they're really not, they're not right. Uh, there is so much opportunity in golf balls, in, in the way face construction, in the different materials, 
I, I think we're going to continue to innovate, Tom, for a long, long time. Well, talking about innovation, one kind of came out last week at Augusta, the SLDR Mini Driver. Talk a little bit about that for those that may have not known, because that's really, really got the talk of the town right now. Well, it's really it's an interesting product. And what we find is that in this quest to hit the ball further, people believe that bigger heads and longer shafts really relates to more distance. And it actually does, Tom, if you hit the ball right in the middle of the face and you hit it really solidly. But with 46-inch driver lengths and big heads, it's really, really hard to find that spot. So the mini driver is kind of a, a throwback. It's still got the maximum COR, but it's a smaller head, which is easier. Honestly, it's actually easier to hit, uh, like a three-wood. And it's got a 43-and-a-half-inch shaft. Uh, so it's much more controllable in terms of swinging it. I played yesterday in um, Reynolds Plantation with Sergio and Justin Rose, and I played it. And I never hit, I didn't even hit my SLDR driver. I loved it. Do I hit it quite as far as a perfect one? No, but it's further than any three would off the tee. And honestly, it's further than my miss hit. And that's what the tour players are loving right now. So any kind of player out there, if you have a hard time getting the ball up in the air off the tee, if you're a really good player that wants a strong uh, three-wood off the tee, you've got to try the mini driver. That's amazing. Absolutely amazing. And can be hit off the deck, too, as well, correct? A- absolutely. Um, it, it, you know, it, 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 there's uh, different lofts to it. There's 14, there's 16. So you can use it as a strong three-wood. You can use it off the tee. And if you have a hard time hitting a driver, try the mini driver, because that's really what it's made for. Talking about innovation a couple of years ago, you guys went out on a limb, had a great acquisition in Adams Golf. They've been a part of the family now, going on a couple of years. Tell me where Adams fits, because, boy, that is a great niche to have alongside all the TaylorMade uh, brothers and sisters. Well, Tom, it's, it's a, such a fantastic brand. I mean, Barney Adams started it 20-some years ago, and he had this invention of the tight lies, which really made fairway woods really easy to hit. Um, and we've just relaunched Tight Lies after whatever it is, almost, I guess it is 20 years. Uh, and it's a huge success because it's really about ease of hitting. So if you're a golfer that's out there and you're hitting off a really tight fairway, Bermuda fairways, and you can't get your three-wood or five-wood in the air, try a Tight Lies. I promise you the ball goes straight up in the air, and it's really easy to hit. And that's become really the slogan for the Adams brand, Tom, is we want a product line that's easy to hit. Easy to hit off the tee, easy to hit off the fairway, easy to hit into the green. We've got this high-performance tour brand in TaylorMade, and we want to make golf clubs that are easy to hit. And, Tom, that not only just for the, for the average golfer, but Ernie Els, the big easy, is using Adam's product. Why? Because they're easy to hit. And that's really the way we're going to position it. High-performance TaylorMade products, easy to hit Adam's products. Mark King joining us on Golf Better. Mark, final question as we before we move on to growing the game and a little discussion there. Undercover Boss was a couple of years ago, and I'm sure that that was probably, from what I understand, one of the highest rated shows of Undercover Boss CBS had that you were on there. And I guess you did it kind of for a reason. You guys have been on top now for a while. And we had an, yeah. I had an opportunity to interview Coach Bobby Bowden not long ago, and that question came up about it's the difference between getting to the top and staying at the top. And I'm sure you've yeah. found some things with Undercover Boss and others because you're still there. Talk about that and how hard yeah. that is to keep that going. You know, Tom, I think 
you know, I've been with TaylorMade for 33 years and saw the rise of the company in the 80s and then the fall in the 90s and kind of the rebirth the last 14 years. And the toughest thing to do is to stay on top. There is no question. If you look at sports franchises today, there's very few, even New England Patriots, who are great year in and year out. They're not on top. They, you know, they haven't won the Super Bowl in five or six years. So it's really hard to, to maintain that for all kinds of reasons. One is that success, unfortunately, breeds complacency. Uh, once you, you, you achieve a level of success, you kind of relax a little bit. Um, so it, when you're on top, you fight the, the, the urge to kind of relax a little bit or enjoy your success. So that, that's internal. Secondly, when you're on top, everybody's trying to, to displace you and take shots at you and find weaknesses and, and exploit things that you don't do so well. So the only thing that I think what we found that, that drives us, Tom, one is just this, this, real, this real quest to innovate and do things differently and be disruptive. That's what got us here, and that's what's going to continue to drive us. The other thing is to be hungry, you know, to have a challenger's mindset, not to get kind of full of yourself and cocky, which it's hard not to do as an organization, but to stay hungry and humble and have a challenger's mindset. That's what we try to do, Tom. It's easier, you know, for me to talk about it than it is to do. But um, sustained greatness is really, really challenging and hard, but it's also exciting at the same time. So, you know, we, we've had a really great run. We're being challenged now uh, more than ever. The industry, you know, is not exactly robust right now, but you've you got to find ways to, to really bring cool products for the consumer and the golfer. And if you can do that, then you can continue to move forward. And that's, that's what we try to do every day. Well, I think one other thing it, it takes, too, and I don't think you'd ever mentioned it, but it takes quality, great leadership, and a great leader. And uh, they're blessed to have you at the helm doing that because that certainly is a, a big, big, big part of it. Well, uh, thanks for saying that, Tom. But, you know, it, 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 yeah, it's, it's about leadership. But, it, you know, the leadership in today's world, Tom, is really to find the greatness in all the people that work at your company. And it's not so much about what I do every day. It's about what I'm able to get other people to do. And, that, and that's really been an evolution for me as a leader. It's, it's not really about what I know or what I think. It's, it's about getting people to think differently, challenge the status quo, and, and push things forward in, in really cool and innovative ways. And that's what's exciting about not only my job, the company, but the industry. Well, getting people to do something is a great segue because you and I just touched briefly on that a couple of years ago. Is how do we get more people back in the game? How do we get more people in the game that are young? How do we get more women in the game? And you know, there's been a lot of ideas, but you guys have jumped into the pool head first. I got to hear a little bit with Hank Haney about Hack Golf and some of the things you're doing. Tell the listeners a little bit about this because HackGolf.org, you've got to go to it. It's a great interaction place for golfers to talk with other golfers about things they can do. Yeah, and Tom, you just hit it right on the head. It's the it's the essence of hack golf. It's not about our ideas as an industry. It's people that have a voice that 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 care about the game, that have a new idea for how to get exactly what you said: kids, families, women, minorities, um, men that don't play golf. How can we change the experience? Not the game of golf, the experience around it. Make it open, inviting. Make the time there maybe a little less time, a little more fun, a little more relaxing. 
you know, maybe maybe golf 20 years from now, Tom, isn't going to be about the scorecard and how far you hit it. And, and what would that look like 20 years from now if we really started with a blank sheet of paper? And that's what hack golf is about. It's about inviting people from the fringe of golf, from the core of golf, from people who don't play golf. You know, how can we make it more relevant to, to occupy social time for people around the world? And it's, a, it's an open forum website. Get on there, talk about your ideas, share them. And then we've got some vehicles that we're developing through the PGA of America through people like Edwin Watts Golf Shops that are going to take these ideas and share them with golfers and, and hopefully change the dynamics of our, of our industry. To share a little bit what's on the site with the, your viewers and, and interaction, you've got getting introduced to the game. There's interaction there, getting better at the game, playing your round, enjoying your golf club in the course, enjoying the game off the course, rules. There's all kind of interactions in there to make this a, a more fun thing and to encourage more people to get out there and play. Yeah, and, it, you know, we really looked at it, and we've done a lot of research and a lot of talking to consumers through this website. So we've broken it down into these buckets because, you know, so long, Tom, all we've heard about is, hey, the game is too expensive, it's too hard, and it takes too much time. All right? Well, but guess what? When you go on that website, there's a lot more to it than that. It's not an inviting culture. When you go there, people, you know, they're pushing you because they don't want you to talk. There's no music. There's no interactive technology. So a lot of these things, believe me, if the experience is wonderful, people will spend the money and they'll spend the time. And that's what we're trying to find out. And then we're trying to experiment with different golf course owners, PGA golf professionals, the industry to it to really expose this different form of interaction with people and i think we're, we're making some headway did you folks not have a tournament recently or an outing with 15 inch golf holes and how, how did well, that how did that go over had, yeah well we had it yesterday we were in reynolds plantation the day after the masters sergio garcia came justin rose we had about 40 media people we played nine holes and the experience was incredible sergio shot 30 uh, he gave me three shots. I shot 33, so we tied. Justin Rose shot 30. Uh, you know, believe me, they weren't trying very hard. It was a day after the Masters. But we had so much fun. Uh, we were talking about hole-and-wedge shots, and we almost had two hole-and-ones, and people were making chip shots. So the conversation, Tom, wasn't just about the score. It was about the fun, the, the time. It only took about an hour and a half to play. Uh, the conversation was different. People were laughing. You know, when's the last time you played nine holes with 50 people and people were laughing? You know, they come off beat up. They, you know, it, it, so it was really encouraging that we could use the golf course, use the golf experience, and have fun. And hopefully through this grassroots approach that we could make some change, right? Yeah. That's, that's the whole goal, Tom, is not to change the game of golf, but change the experience and how we enjoy the game and make it more fun for everyone. So, it, because I think, and I'll, I'll just end with this, Tom, historically golf has only been about the purest um, execution of the game. Traditional, by the rules, with a handicap, in between the tee markers, and nobody's saying that we shouldn't respect that and honor that, but what else can it be? Tom, if you and I went out and we played a game of horse, a couple games of horse, 
When we came back into the house, somebody would say, what did you do? We would say, we were out playing basketball. Well, we weren't playing basketball. We didn't have 10 people. We didn't have a time clock. We didn't you know, have a game. We just shot around, but yet it's basketball. And that's what we're talking about. What kind, how do, what's that experience in golf? So that you don't have to play 18 holes with rules and regulations to say you've played golf and you've enjoyed the experience. Great stuff. Mark, thanks uh, so much for joining us. As always, final words for our listeners from, uh, from Mr. Mark King out in California. Well, my final word is we got a great game. Uh, it, it's, it's a game of a lifetime. Let's all embrace it, figure out how, what we can do to make it even better and move this game forward. That's awesome stuff. Mark, thanks so much for joining us. Let's do it again. Let's don't, let's don't wait two years. Maybe we can cram one in before that. Anytime, Tom. Let's do it for sure. Thanks so much. Have a great day. Thanks, buddy. Well, the website is hackgolf.org. That's H-A-C-K-G-O-L-F.org. I challenge you, get on that site, take a look at it, look at some of the interaction with other golfers out there, and you'll find a ways to enjoy the game more, speed the game up, make it easier, make it more fun. Great analogy by Mark. If you're playing horse in the driveway in basketball, you're playing basketball, but you're not really playing basketball. So there's other ways to enjoy the game. Well, special thanks once again to Mark King for joining us for carving out the time. And thanks again to you, our listeners. And we'll do it again next time when we have another episode of Golf Better at edwinwattsgolf.com. So long, everyone.